the Glowing Older Podcast is brought to you by Salt Chamber, the pioneer and leader in salt therapy, bringing flexible respiratory wellness solutions to senior living communities and home care environments. Hello and welcome to the Glowing Older Podcast, where we interview experts on innovation in senior living and the business of aging well. I couldn't be more pleased to be here today with William Wesley Myers. Assistant Vice President of Wellness Strategies for Mather, and a dear friend. Hello and welcome to the program, William. Hi, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to oh, be here with you today. Well, so great to be here with you. I, I know we both have been in the spa and wellness industry, you as a, a corporate spa director, which I'm sure you'll talk about in a little bit, but let's start by having you tell us about your background. Excellent. We did just touch upon it as we've we've known each other over the years uh, through this uh, luxury spa, hotel, hospitality, and wellness industry um, is really where I started my career. Off, uh, I think we've we've discussed the story many a times before. Um, but started off as a men's locker room attendant in a spa in hotels in Las Vegas, and and ultimately. Uh, left the the hotel side of the industry uh, just about a little over a year ago now. I left uh, as the regional director for North America for Spawn Wellness for Lang Hotels and Resorts and have uh, parlayed those skills and really jumped over with some industry innovators and leaders to the ever-evolving uh, senior living, active aging, and adult or you know, older adult and wellness community verge of, um, you know, where a lot of businesses have taken, you know, new focus and new direction and have really jumped into this uh, new industry, parlaying those skills really successfully, I feel like over the past year. And um, and I'm really happy to uh, assume this new role with Mather as their AVP of wellness strategies, which will really take on and encompass our employee wellness strategies as well. Oh, okay, great. Well, um, you just recently got promoted. Um, you corporate director now, um, the AVP role. So, tell us a little bit about Mather um, as a company, and then specifically what um, you hope to accomplish in the wellness division. Mather overall is a eighty-year-old organization. Um, we're a nonprofit organization that is committed to creating w- ways to age well for older adults. We do have three business verticals. Um, so we have community initiatives, brings uh, brings wellness solutions, brings uh, a sense of community and is a nonprofit uh, operation in that uh, serves underprivileged uh, communities throughout the Chicagoland region. And then we have the Mather Institute, which uh, conducts research on impacts of ways to age well, um, in a variety of ways, uh, a lot of it then we use as applied research um, in our third business vertical, which is our uh, life plan communities that we operate in Illinois, uh, in Tucson, Arizona, and have a new build underway in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, uh, which will be opening in 2024. How do wellness concepts fit in with your life plan communities? What sort of offerings do you have? Within our within our communities, uh, we offer bond salon services. We offer a complete wellness center with a wellness resource nurse 
that is very holistic in uh, background and nursing and skill set. She, you know, uh, one of them is also a m passionate massage therapist themselves, and also now going to school to even uh, get her aesthetics license in addition to being uh, a nurse and really looks after our residents on an individualized level. We have a, um, we have Get Fit Wellness team members um, that really promote physical wellness but also engage residents in a variety of ways that support our wellness model, which is newly launched in the industry by Mather Research Institute. Um, and it focuses on the impacts of the three wellness drivers, autonomy, affiliation, and achievement. Um, and so instead of looking at wellness as just six dimensions, eight dimensions, and quantifying it by uh, the, you know, doing more programming or ticking a box in more categories um, is really what is the impact um, of the resident's sense of autonomy, affiliation, and achievement associated to their well-being in all that we do. So it's it's gone a lot further than just um, a program in a room, and it's gone a lot further than just the spa treatment it's really developing a wellness culture um, that supports residents to, to, you know, truly live as independent, successfully, happily, you know, and uh, engaged in a sense of community for as long as possible before then, if they do need to transition to a different level of care while having it there to have a part, you know, it, it, it's very purpose-driven. Um, and I think so really taking all of those three A's and analyzing every kind of interaction or just as we work on our new build and incorporate, you know, a lot of uh, the wellness architecture into our design, I should you say, it, as we break down, you know, as we break everything down, it, it helps the organization move, pa move wellness past the program, um, which where I still think a lot of senior living maybe sits. Yeah, that's a great um, segue to my next question. Uh, obviously, coming from luxury resorts and spas, uh, we have a different approach um, to the wellness. It's, it's less of an active, more of a treatment approach. One of the things that I noticed in senior living coming over was that um, the, the power of touch uh, of body work is, is really not appreciated. I'd like to see more of that. When you look at at senior living and wellness, um, what what do you see as missing? I don't know which word is playing upon which word here, but I think the hospitality part, um, and not the hospital or the the sick care and the um, you know the the actual yeah the sick care component that drives you know an aspect of this industry is really is really what's lacking is really that. But, you know, being hospitable in that we wellness needs to be hospitable. Wellness is preventative. Wellness is caring, is nurturing. It's so focused on, you know, the sick care aspect and not the preventative care. And, and that's where I think we really need to change. And I think the power of touch and massage and those healing benefits, you know, aren't, aren't realized or there's really not, you know, an ROI or perceived value put to them, you know, some innovative operators and I'll say Mather uh, definitely is a leader with them, it does, does see the value, 
of putting in, you know, spas and salons or bringing in, uh, even if it is contract therapists or, you know, creating a wellness program, um, at least they're, you know, bringing it to this market and serving this market of older adults where it truly can't, you know, it's, it's beyond a luxury or pampering oneself. It truly can, you know, especially in uh, older adults can perhaps have profound benefits to, you know, increased range of motion, um, and and so on and so forth, uh, where the the benefit can be so much far greater, um, but we're not we're we're missing we're missing the mark in in delivering. I think sometimes. Yeah, and I you know I was um, just talking to a colleague about the fact that I hate the word residents, but for lack of a better word, residents go get their hair done regularly, colored, styled, they'll get their nails done. And then you'll say, how about a massage? And they'll be like, well, I couldn't possibly do that. You know, it's such a luxury. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, we have to change that mindset of it only being a luxury. And it's also operators, builders, developers, as we, you know, design uh, new communities or renovate and evolve current and existing um we have to be really cognizant of what is our what is our target consumer you know i kind of laugh we we get wrapped up into conversations of you know that delicate balance of operating these and meeting the needs of today's current resident or largest percentage but then also tomorrow's resident and planning and strategizing for the long term of tomorrow's resident or who our target you know consumer is right now, which is a boomer, um, which is you know very familiar with going to dry bar and you know grabbing a green smoothie on their way home to yoga after work, yeah. as a you know a, as someone that would qualify to live in our community, um, yeah. and so that's that's where the opportunity I think lies, um, and you know. Uh, Seeing how different uh, operators kind of innovate and evolve to that through that space is one that I think a lot of uh, a lot of the forward thinking uh, companies out there and providers are going through right now. Are are you guys at Mather seeing more demand for um, spa services? Like I would say, massage and facials. Most definitely. Um, and you know, it, it, not to contradict what I said prior, but it is as in the process of uh, getting one of our new spas open and being out uh, in one of our communities in Tucson often, it just pained me to see sometimes contract massage therapists walking on the front doors wheeling their tables uh, with my hotel hospitality hat on. But then at the same time, uh, before you know, that was before we were getting ours up and open. Um, but then at the same time, I'm thinking, wow, we have a community of engaged residents that are really actually, you know, hungry for these services. Um, so I was excited to actually get get open. Um, so where are you currently with your spas and life plan communities? I know um, we talked, you were just opening the one in outside Tucson or in Tucson? Yes, at our at our community there. Uh, we are just getting that open uh, at Splendido in Tucson. We are in design and development stages, but overall we have, you know, broken ground and are, uh, you know, making headway on our new build in Tyson's, Virginia, which will have a full service a spa on the third floor and a full service spa and salon on the fifth floor. Wow. Um, yes, in, in, in two separate buildings. 
Um, and I'm, re we're, we're, I'm really excited to uh, be on, you know, beyond Spawn Salon, uh, then really work within uh, other areas and aspects um, and connect wellness strategies and solutions uh, to our residents and to the local community. Um, because we will have um, a public, our uh, parking garages will be green rooftop spaces. Um, one will be a public accessible park to the community. So we will uh, offer some wellness programming there, um, as well as look to incorporate um, some uh, garden beds uh, in the outdoor roof spaces of the towers that our culinary departments uh, will incorporate into aspects of our nutritional wellness programming as well. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's, it's really, um, there, there's not much like that, even at the, the five-star luxury senior living community level, there really isn't a lot of, of what you're doing. Are you, are, are you must look at some of the broader trends out there. What, what are you seeing? Successes in hospitality jump over and just, um, kind of uh, come to life in this industry, I'd say a little bit uh, after maybe they come to life in a hotel or hospitality venue setting. Um, so you can kind of have some vetted solutions and, and strategies uh, coming out of that. What I do really see is wellness technology uh, being applied. Um, we're using it across the community. Um, what I do see coming from hospitality as well is really the the way to turn it into, you know, uh, change the model from being an all-inclusive resort style flat fee um, to kind of a credit model or a spend down model um, that can drive and actually change aspects or center, you know, areas um, from a, you know, a, an amenity or a loss leader with, within a community to actually monetizing and, you know, generating revenue out of it as well at the same time. So I think a lot of opportunity there. You're a big retail uh, success story um, in the spa industry because it's not known for being very good at, at retailing. Clearly senior living is way, way far away from, from even starting with retail. A lot of times they have, they can't even recommend things based on policies, just the, the non-solicitation policies. Where, where do you see things going with retail, with wellness products? I see potential doesn't have to necessarily drive revenue to the company is where I think a lot of the challenges is how you know, senior living is a broad category um, and how they all operate us being, you know, in a non-for-profit status um, has its implications as well. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more of being, um, if they're going to venture into that space, it's going to be through kind of uh, an affiliate program, whether that's internally developed, if they have that, um, you know, bandwidth almost to kind of create their own uh, vetted retail solutions that they provide access to, you know, a network uh, should their residents be desired, you know, uh, look to these products. Um, from a spa standpoint, really, um, it can be successful. It is starting off successful for us. However, have to really realize, I think its success is only going to be as good as your internal sales and marketing bandwidth and engagement bandwidth is to engage that audience um, 
And once you have them, it's a great opportunity because you, you pretty much, you know, you have them forever. They're, they live there. Um, and so you can put them on a regimen. You can, you know, kind of predict your retail churn uh, and your order and your spend. But at the end of the day, you have to realize it's only going, you know, uh, you have a captive audience. And so unless you're going to look to uh, open it up potentially to the outside community, you know, outside of the community and, Again, there, how are you going to, you know, you have to have sales and marketing to support that. Um, and so th th there's opportunity, you know, opportunity for it to grow there. Um, but I do think it is a, you know, it is a challenging space, challenging space just due to, um, you know, that it is a single captive audience that the churn is minimal and slow. Um, and you're not really looking at that to drive retail as well as then just, uh, you know, it, it has to be strongly promoted within. Yeah, and I think it goes back to your point about senior living being hijacked 100% by healthcare. No offense to the senior living facilities that are healthcare based at all, but uh, you know, in in the healthcare profession, I, I know we found this out with medical spas. Is you have to be careful. Doctors can't just willy nilly recommend products, right? We have to be careful, and so it seems like the same kind of thing, right? It is. Um, I you know. To me, uh, you know, launching, uh, you know, bringing in some tools uh, to our fitness centers, wellness tech, tech tools, like the, we did a pilot study uh, with uh, Theravati, um, but that is kind of a entryway to broach retail, I think, within these spaces is, yes. to, is to somehow partner in kind of doing a study or to prove their value. Um, with an interested, you know, an engaged pool of residents um, to then kind of show proof, almost proof of concept or proven value, um, and that it will be engaged in to then further, um, you know, further it either across the continuum or further a larger program purchase or spend around it. Um, but that was a really great way um, that we we partnered with their body at Splendido. Um, the residents, we we started out trying to do um, just a uh, a little sample study with twenty residents, um, utilizing uh, their um, the Theraguns, their recovery air um, compression leg sleeves, and it was most interesting as it was perceived as a medical, um, and you know internally we went through kind of a medical. Um, form and release process and wanting to make sure that it was, uh, you know, that we checked all our boxes before making these available for use to our residents. Um, when, to me, they're very retail, direct-to-consumer solutions already. We have these residents in independent living. Let's just bring it to them. Um, and then I'm real, you know, and then I realized the whole healthcare side of it is the very similar tools and devices are, are sold in the medical world and arena under a whole different, you know, language and vocabulary and how they're used. Um, but, you know, like with the recovery air, um, you know, has great benefit in pneumatic compression uh, for the legs, but it's, you know, also used in hospital beds uh, just under a very different, you know, package and approach. Um, wow. and so it's, kind of, it's kind of been interesting to realize, you know, and see those differences um, how it, and how it applies to retail, um, just in kind of so, such a, 
to me, very retail focused space. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, the Oz behind the curtain thing. It's like getting pulled back. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, this, yeah, this does already exist within our industry. It's just not packaged as a retail solution. And so kind of overcoming some of those challenges or barriers, like why wouldn't this be able to just be used by someone on their own and not, you know, if applied by a nurse or something in a hospital setting and viewed completely differently, um, uh, you know, and then measured the benefits before and after on independent living residents um, really changed the perception and the way the program was adopted. Yeah, and I've heard from uh, some of the technology companies that uh, a lot of these uh, consumer-facing technologies were really their marketing to insurance reimbursement and Medicare, Medicaid, that sort of thing, versus the spend. You know, getting people to spend out of pocket for it. So. If, it's like if you're not really motivated to to have the consumer be excited about buying it, then you're not going to innovate and design and have that functionality and features that are really person-centered, right? Exactly. And that's why, and also like things that we're doing with, you know, I'll use the TheraBody pilot study is in in our wellness strategies and in that they're now directly driving from our person-centric wellness model, um, something like that is a perfect fit in that it allows residents or anyone to engage with them and fulfill autonomy, affiliation, and achievement. We are, you know, they can engage with them on their own, um, use them however they'd like. They're in the fitness center. There's a huge uh, Theragun card of them in the uh, in Figurati, the wellness center uh, studio. Um, they can engage with them in class programming, and then they can also engage with them in peer resident-led programming in small group sessions that they sign up for. So it's just like kind of giving a variety through one solution, I think. Um, and, you know, uh, giving it, you know, putting it through that lens, um, I think is very, you know, I, I think is a very, um, it's a very easy, you know, easy, but also complicated approach to applying new wellness strategies uh, within this demographic. But the thing that's so great about it is that it's democratic and it's meeting people where they are. Completely. Right? Yeah. And it's really, you know, it's you, uh, you know, working in a corporate environment and especially in a hybrid world. Uh, and traveling to our communities here and there, it truly is the, uh, when I first came into this industry, what, what, a, what a colleague said, uh, you know, if you, if you ever feel lost, if you ever get down, if you ever need some inspiration, just go into our communities. And that's when it really is actually really rewarding. And it truly is. And I do really enjoy the time that I have spent at our communities and getting to just chat and have conversations with our residents and to see really how how forward thinking they are, who our resident is, um, professors, uh, scholars, or just really you know av avid activists. Or you know, we've got one with a, a big old dog who's just so friendly at Splendido that I love to see every time I'm out there. Um, you know, it it's it's just awesome to see all the different ways um, older adults do age well. Um, and get, you know, we have to have a lot more 
available. Um, we have to have a lot more available than what we're providing today. I think senior living industry wide, um, the market is the market is huge. Um, I mean, uh, the the boomer market grows every every day <laughs> in the yeah. market, in the amount of birthdays. Um, you know, so our consumer, our I think we have to really evolve. Um, and really stay focused on what we're doing today, but the long-term implication, long or really near short-term implications of now, of who's going to fill the larger percentage of our communities within the next 10 years. And, you know, is what we're doing today really going to still be relevant then? Um, it, it's just not an industry that, I, that can go through reinvention that quickly. Yeah, well, it's obvious like, why Mather hired a visionary like you, William. So uh, what gets oh, you most you, excited these days? You know, I'm really excited about applying this model as we've talked about. So, you know, resident or consumer um, and just older adults in general. I'm really excited about applying the model and bringing it to life, though, um, really to put, you know, to walk the walk as an organization um, and not that we don't, but really to apply the model now internally. Um, so it really supports that we are, supports our company, you know, wellness culture organization wide internally and externally and everything that we do. So reinventing our employee wellness program, um, also realizing a huge need for um, and finding strategies and solutions to address mental wellness within our own workforce. Um, is something I'm really excited to tackle and uh, look forward to working on in this new role and uh, and for Mather in the future ahead. Oh, well, I can't wait to see what you will do. And I, I'm just so excited to have you in the business of aging well instead of resorts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Nancy. It's been wonderful to connect with you. And, and yes, happy to be in this great industry together with you. Oh, well, thank you, William. You've been listening to the Glowing Older Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>